Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we talk with Bambi Jasmine about her running journey from not being a quote-unquote real runner to someone who is now contemplating running a 100-mile race. She's recently run her first 100K, the Vermont 100, and she tells us why we should run it. Astute listeners may recognize this race as uh, one of the races that Devin Askvig mentioned in Episode 9. So... Another thing is, as this race is being recorded, uh, I was prepping for my first 100K, as everyone who's listened to the show probably knows. Um, Needless to say, I was very interested to hear about her experience. And uh, also, since this is episode 10, and 10 is a round number, and people like to celebrate round numbers, we have some exciting news to announce in this episode. We're going to have a contest! That's right, an old-fashioned contest. Um, We partnered up with the good folks at Trails Rock to give one ever-so-lucky listener a free entry into the Ready, Set, Glow race, which takes place in Dryer Road Park on October 10th. If anybody knows about this race, it's actually super cool. It starts at sunset, and uh, you run in the dark with all sorts of fabulously uh, glowing lights and other glowy things so uh stick around after bambi's interview to find out how to enter that contest and with that let's get into the trails training food friends and yes even feelings of rochester runners so where would you like to start You got some old school, old timey, this is how I grew up loving running in Vermont type stories? Or do you Uh, want to start more like modern era? I guess we can kind of skim the Vermont thing and then go go. to a little bit more recent. We won't drag you through uh, (laughs) 30 years. 30 years years of running sounds great, you know. Then they came out with running yeah, shoes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I used to run with stone tablets attached to my feet, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so then you grew up in Vermont, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, did you, you lived in Vermont for quite some time when yeah, you were younger? Yeah, until college. So, yeah, I grew up there, lived there until college. After college, uh, moved back home for 10 years and then decided I was going to go to vet school. So went to vet school and uh, started living in other areas of the country. So when I finally um, was looking for a job, I really wanted to be back east coast. So headed back. And this was the closest I could get to Vermont. So I ended up in Rochester, which I didn't know anything. All I thought about New York was New York City. I didn't know anything about, you know... I, well, you know, some some of like Albany area was all right. I knew. So. so you left Vermont. Where did you went? West Coast for college. I went to um, Saint Kitts for college. Uh, okay. In the Caribbean. Then I went to uh, North Carolina. Then Colorado. Then Pennsylvania. And then wow. here. So I'm kind of all over the place. Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And so were you running before you left for college? Did you run in Vermont? I ran in Vermont. I didn't run organized races. You know, I just kind of ran for fun and ran trails with friends and and did Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So I I never really did races. I always figured if you did races, you had to be fast and win or otherwise why would you do a race you know right <laughs> so. plus you got to pay to run the same right trails right that exactly you yeah yeah so. okay so when you went to college you did you run around st kitts i mean it's not very yeah. big right yeah so. yeah no i actually had a lot of friends and strangely enough triathlons and things were really big when i first uh got to st kitts so i had friends who did tries and uh, mostly we ran, and there's some really good hill workouts in uh, in St. Kitts. So <laughs> we, hill we workouts. Yeah. yeah, I guess there is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's very mountainous. There's a rainforest section. It's it's. Uh, That's it's, cool. Yeah, so I had three f- good friends who were all runners, um, and so that was sort of our de-stressing. You know, finish class, go for a run, then go hit the books. So mm-hmm. it was kind of nice. And still not very organized. Just again, friends yeah. blowing off steam yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be you know the way the way most people from Vermont get started. Yeah, yeah, just running. <laughs> you know. Um, all right, so then you travel in the world. Yeah, right? travel in the country at least. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, each are each of these places is running sort of a way that you're meeting friends, or is this a way that you're just getting out on your own and doing something? Yeah, sort of the way I'm learning the area and sort of decompressing too. So I, I basically just found. Um, I, when I'd first moved to a place, especially if it was someplace I'd never been to before, I often would start at my front door and run out, you know, a couple miles, and okay, next time I'll try, you know, I'll go out, and then I'll turn right, and then I'll just keep making rights, and then I'll, you know, I'll come back, yeah. and so then I'd learn, and then I'd just kind of branch out from there, and I still know Rochester better running than I do driving. I get so. lost <laughs> driving everywhere. <laughs> Right. And, and in Rochester, what's great is if you make, wherever you are, you either make a left or a right and you end up on the canal, right? Right, then, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know where I am now. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, though. So that, I mean, that seems like a really cool way to just kind of get out and explore the city. And yeah. Yeah. That's always so, kind of... So what's some of your favorite cities that you ran in? Um, I did, I didn't have as much time to run in Colorado as I would have loved to. Mm -hmm. Um, I did do some running around Fort Collins where I uh, lived for a year when I did an internship there and, um, ran, you know, up around Horsetooth Reservoir and went, uh, did a little bit of running in Estes Park, um, but not too much. I didn't really have anybody who would go run in the mountains with me. My intern mate loved to run as well, but... It was sort of one of those things when she was working, I was off, and when I was working, she was off, so we never could really overlap very well, so that was kind of frustrating, but she would, she uh, had a, a local person that she was dating at the time, and so she would say, oh, you got to run this place because this is really great, you know, and, and stuff, so she she would kind of go out before me and tell me where to go, and then I would sort of <laughs> right. follow, so that, that was good, but yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, again, another alternate way of sort of exploring, right? Yes, like yes. have yeah. a scout. Right, exactly, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I've been, I went to Fort Collins once. I, I learned they called it Fort Fun. Fort Fun, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I, played, I played disc golf in Fort Fun. Uh, nice, nice, yeah. Outdoor recording. <laughs> we're, the city. It's like we're under a flight path everywhere. Everywhere, oh. I know, yeah. Uh, 
figure that out. So yeah, I played I played disc golf in, in Fort Fun and went to it was before it was probably two thousand one, so it was before okay. the huge craft beer explosion. Right, you know, right, yeah, where it's what is it, Cooper Smith's now that's so it's such a big place that yeah. everybody kinda goes and they have the yeah. blueberry ales and all And they the, have all, yeah. all the crazy <laughs> yeah. Colorado is like exploding. Yes. Like, with yeah. beers and trail runners. It yes. seems like those yeah. are the two yeah. big yeah. things. So that, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um time you only got to spend a year up in Colorado, huh? Correct. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Then I uh, then I came um, back to the East Coast, and then I was in uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware area. So uh, I've run down there recently, mm-hmm. down in Westchester. I've yeah. Run there. Yeah. There's one road that I can run down. There's only one road with a shoulder I, down yeah, there. That's I know. it. That that was a that was a difficult. Uh, I found some parks and some uh, some trails through biking trails and that type yeah. of thing and, and headed out that way and then I worked um, um, during the time that I was there for three years I worked for a year um, at the New Bolton Center as part of my um, uh, residency and that was that's the large animal section so that's like way out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and so that's beautiful so it's all rolling hills and horse farms and that kind of thing so wow. I ran out there a lot more once I discovered how great it was out there so in new bolton yes that's the name of the large animal hospital facility so okay. it's in like kennett square area okay yeah, yeah. yeah. all right yeah. yeah that's um i i have relatives that just moved that moved down there so okay. we've made a couple um like holiday time mm-hmm. visits yeah. around yeah. there so we're yeah. we're starting to learn the area a little yeah. bit better yeah yeah it's neat, yeah. So you kind of run. And yeah, you have to. You can't run on the roads down there. There are like when they told me, they're like, "There's no shoulders." Uh, yeah, like, it is. Really, I know. the road ends at the gully. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's no shoulder. Yeah, I know. So that was that was a bit of a. a I had to do a, a 20 mile run last summer, right leading up to Rochester mm-hmm. Marathon, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to run it on the road. And it's an eight-mile biking road. Mm-hmm. So I start at one end, run all the way to the other end. And then run back, mm-hmm. and then do two miles out and back. Right? I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Luckily, there's there's a few hills there that you know are on the road, but right. that's it. That's the only stretch. With and so I, I got to know that road. I'm I'm a little tired of that road. I've I, done yeah. like three 20 milers on that particular stretch of road. Yeah. But it is it is safe because when they make a bike lane they make it it's like a two lane exactly yeah yeah so you do you do have that it does have that going for it if you can find them yeah yeah so then okay so then you're out of pennsylvania delaware area and each one of these you're doing like training and veterinarian stuff Mm -hmm. and just running after work to kind of like you said decompress yep yep that's pretty much it yeah now you're in rochester and yeah yeah so then i got a job um in this area i really knew nothing about the rochester area you know, obviously, growing up in Vermont, we bordered um, upstate New York, and so I, I sort of thought, oh, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure most of, besides Albany, I'm sure the rest of New York is probably like New York City. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to be stuck in the city, and Rochester's going to be, you know, big city, and and uh, so I came out to visit, and I work a, a little more in a, a rural area, and and uh, thought, wow, you know, this is actually really, there's a lot of really nice parks and things around this area and uh, so I I was just running around my home and then someone at work said to me you know hey there's a couple running stores in Rochester you know they do runs on you know Tuesday nights and Thursday nights you should go up and and get involved and I said well you know I'm I'm not a real runner I just sort of run for fun and and I I can't go you know do that I'm I'm, they don't I'm not that type you know and Mm -hmm. and uh, 
And so it took me probably, I think I had been here for about five or six months before I finally decided to darken the door um, <laughs> and start running. And then to darken the door, <laughs> I was just afraid, you know, I'm like, everybody's going to be, you know, like yeah. 85 pounds and, you know, running six minute miles and then there's going to be me. So <laughs> right. And what, what year did you move back to Rochester? I moved here in 2010. So I've been here five years okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you, you show up and yeah, find out like there's all sorts of people. I wasn't the last person back to the store, and I wasn't the last person when you know we did a little trail loop and, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, so that was nice, and then someone tried to convince me I should run a race, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous because in my mind, you know, I, I always thought, well, you, you run to win. If I, I know I'm not going to win, why would I run? And, uh, and I, I discovered very quickly that I despise 5Ks. (laughs) I would rather run all day long than run a 5K. Um, But that sort of, you know, got me into just the whole camaraderie of it and and getting to meet people and people who did different things. And because I spent a lot of time when I was a kid just running on trails and mountain biking on trails, I knew that was sort of, you know, where my heart was. And and so I like to run on the road. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a klutz, so sometimes it's safer for me if I'm going to go out at night to run on the road and not uh, break my neck, especially if I'm by myself. But uh, uh, just sort of started getting into some of the little short um, trail races, and then it uh, kind of exploded from there. Exploded, <laughs> yeah, exploded. So we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I find, you know, I find I actually pay more attention on the trails and I tend to exactly. trip, I tend yeah. to trip less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You give me a, a 26 mile stretch of road and I'll find the one stick. Yeah, it's very you true. Know, like. I, I can attest to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I find like on the trails I'm, I'm engaged and I know there's lots of sticks everywhere. Right. So right. It's, it's not as, you know, dangerous, I guess, in it, a weird way. It is funny though. I, I did say, someone said to me this year, you know, oh, you've run Sega Honda several times, you know. I hear it's beautiful and I said I hear it is too and they kind of looked at me funny I said well I know what you know the person who I run behind I know what her uh, shoes and her calf sleeves look like and that's about it (laughs) yeah there are times when you can't you can't look up too much (laughs) that's when I get in trouble yeah (laughs) yeah so okay so you learned that um short races they hurt yes a lot yes yes (laughs) and that wasn't so much fun yeah so then someone put the, the bug in my ear that I, uh, so I, d- I did my first, uh, I decided I was going to train for a, a long race, which to me, the longest race I had ever heard about, you know, was like, you know, well, I, I could probably handle maybe a half marathon. If I train really hard, I could handle a half marathon. So uh, 2012, I did my first half marathon, which was uh, Flower City here in Rochester, and uh, I, um... I loved the course and you know through the the cemetery was great and stuff and and that seemed like you know wow you know this 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 distance thing is is way more fun and and maybe I'll do a marathon but I didn't really think I wanted to do a road marathon um so I decided my first marathon would be Segahanda <laughs> so that's uh that's <laughs> yeah you're not not dipping your toes in no no I know I know yeah yeah so that's cool and then so was it was it the very next spring that Sega Honda? Yes. So yeah. you went September half or wait a minute. When did you run the Flower City? Uh, so that was April, and then I just did. You did the training. May. You yeah. did the May Sega Honda. Mm-hmm. 
okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a thing. So mm-hmm. you had you had six weeks. Right? I I had been training with friends who were. I had no intention of doing it that year. I was going to do it the following year. Okay. Um, I had friends that were training for it, and I was doing all of the runs with them to keep them company. Right. Because I had been doing more distance. I just didn't think I could race a distance. Right. Um, so yeah, I, then I. So six weeks later, after your first half, you're in your first full marathon, (laughs) and and was that a was that a bit of a a wake up call, like as in oh my goodness, or did you say like wow I can do this? I I loved it. I had the time of my life. Sega Honda is by far my uh, it holds a definitely holds a special spot in my in my heart. Um, You know because I was training with people who were gonna run it we ran up and down the sledding hillside of Cobbs Hill you know mm-hmm. for hours on end and 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 I kind of knew and I did all the preview runs with them mm-hmm. thinking well you know I'll just go down I'll do leg one mm-hmm. well that was kind of fun you know the first before leg one I was petrified mm-hmm. I thought there's no way I can do this I'm gonna fall in the in the gorge and they'll never see me again and um, then I thought well you know that was kind of fun maybe I'll do leg two it's a little longer but I might be able to handle it and then uh, and I did leg three and then four and thought, you know, well, heck, why don't I just sign up for the whole thing? So, so I did, and, and I, uh, I, I didn't regret it, and I've done it every year since then. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it as well. I when I ran, it was my first trail marathon. Mm-hmm. It, wa- it wasn't my first marathon. Mm-hmm. I had run Rochester in September oh, before okay. that, yep. but it was my first trail marathon, and. Um, there was something, you know, you know like I, I was mentioning, um, there was just something about the aid stations, like mm-hmm. at oh, Sega I Honda. I, I didn't want to leave. No, oh, I know. One, I, know. I didn't want to go back down the mud, <laughs> right? right? Like there's a certain comfort. That's true. Yeah. But also it was just, it was every, every aid station was a, a party. It was a I party. Mean, yeah. It was yeah. fun. Yep. You're sitting there chatting. Yeah. What else are you, you're talking about the run and everything. And you're right. like, oh wait, I got to get, right. I got to get <laughs> I going. I should probably go now. Yeah. <laughs> So my first one, yeah, I ran, I, I spent, you know, so much time in aid stations. I ran six hours mm-hmm. and I wasn't nearly as physically or mentally exhausted mm-hmm. as I was for my four hour, 15 minute marathon. Right, right. I was actually more refreshed and felt yeah, better. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's something to this race, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, even as, as tough as that, as that course is. My recovery from that is always mm-hmm. a lot easier than than road races. I think you know. I mean, the variability of the terrain. I think it doesn't beat up on one muscle group as much, and, yeah. and there's a lot of. Uh, You're going a little bit slower. And, yeah, or for me, a lot slower. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, wow. So that's that's a heck of a, a 2012. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then and I, you're just getting started. I know. And then I decided to do a road marathon. I did Rochester the following uh, um, fall as my first road marathon. And I actually said when I finished, if I had done a road marathon first, I probably never would have done a trail marathon because I hurt so bad. Yeah. I went out way too fast. <laughs> I did everything you weren't supposed to do. And I... And I knew it in my head, but, you know, I just yep. kept saying, oh, but it feels, I feel so great, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you do until mile 18, and then the wheels come off, and it's not fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but that's, so that, that's sort of, uh, I, I do enjoy, um, it's funny, I, I like hilly trail marathons. I prefer a flat road marathon. If I'm going to run a road marathon, I'm going to do it to try to, 
get a PR or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I qualified for Boston in, in the fall and, and that was sort of a, another dream of mine mm -hmm. was to go to Boston and stuff. And so, and then I found the, the pancake flattest marathon I could find. <laughs> right. So, okay. So that's 2012, 2013, you're building up, you're just doing more of the same. Like yeah. you did Sega Honda again. I did. I did. Did you do Flower City again? Uh, I did. Yeah. I've done that one. Um, I did. I think I raced it three years maybe and then I have I've paced that one twice now mm -hmm. um, so I think that's it and then um, trying to think what year it was I'm so bad some people are can like spout off years well you only I'm got four years that. to cover I know yeah. but I'm really bad I can never, can't remember what I did last week forget so, about it so when did when did Boston become a goal I think I had a friend in um back home in Vermont who had run she was uh she went to BU and she actually did the back of the pack kind of mm -hmm. class to learn how to run a marathon and back when you could be a non-registered Boston runner she ran Boston okay when you could be a local yes yeah. yes and so she did that and and I uh and she was just talking about you know the the whole experience and and uh just all of the the people cheering in the different sections of of the city and and I thought you know and and I went to undergrad on the north shore of Boston so Boston was sort of you know kind of my city that's where we'd yeah. kind of go and hang out you know when we were when we were in not in class was we'd go into the city ride the tea into the city right. and stuff so um, I just thought I, I want to get back here I want to I want to race this someday right. so. so it was something that you are fond of mm -hmm. but then it became something that you thought you could achieve um, and that took a few years. That wasn't right. until so that, last year that I ever thought that that was going to be feasible. Yeah. So that, so there you go. Like you went from, oh, this road marathon thing stinks. Yeah, to, <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure I could qualify for Boston. Yeah, I have friends who are good at at, uh, at encouraging uh, and and, <laughs> and uh, drinking the. I, I think I drank the Kool Aid, so that yeah. <laughs> got me in. So okay, so um, which race was your Boston qualifier? I did um, Erie Marathon at Presque Isle last fall. Presque Isle is, mm -hmm. is a well-known flat marathon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, uh, it was. There's one little bump over a bridge, and that's about it yep. for the whole, oh, the whole thing. And yeah. so what was, your, what was your qualifying time, do you remember? I had to get a, uh, under a 3.45. I came in. I was shooting for 3.42 because I wanted a, a little sure. bit of a buffer. Yep. Uh, I came in at 3.42.10. There so, you go. Yeah. Boom. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that that uh, that worked out. All worked right. out well. Yeah. And then you ran Boston this year. Yeah. In the pouring rain, freezing <laughs> cold. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing it was Boston. I had a wonderful time, but I have never, I've never actually run and been freezing the whole time I'm right. running. Usually, you you think, oh, I usually overdress and then I end up peeling off layers, and I've gotten better mm -hmm. at you know not overdressing in the last few years and so I thought you know I'm gonna get I'm gonna be running I'm gonna be warm I, I'm not gonna overdress and oh my gosh I was freezing the entire <laughs> time so that was that was a little shocking but yeah it was about 30 low 30s and uh, we had a lot of rain and, and high winds and it was that was pretty exciting yeah <laughs> that was my first rainy uh, rainy marathon done there off the done. list yeah right but it was Boston right right so, exactly so what is that 
now you've you've run Boston. What does that what does that mean? Like you did a thing that you've always wanted to do and kind of like check it off. Yeah. Or is that or is that a thing like now I want to go back and do it in fifty degree weather and relax and chill out and enjoy it? I I this year I decided I was gonna enjoy it. it it's kind of funny what motivates you though. I said you know I I, I want to run under four hours, but I'm gonna enjoy it. I wanna. You know, you're never guaranteed one year to the next. You know, I um, Erie did get me a qualifier for last year and this this coming. Right. So I thought, well, I've got two Boston, you know, mm-hmm. qualifiers now, and in, in and I'm, I'm I can I can do it two years in a row. And then I just you know we have so many good friends who have dealt with either you know injuries or or illnesses and and things that have been really life altering. And I thought, you know, you're just not guaranteed anything so I'm you know if I'm gonna go back to Boston I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna I'm gonna have some goal but not a real hard fast goal so I thought well you know I want to do under four hours and then somebody said to me well you know do you really need to do under four hours and but then I so this is the silly thing that motivates me is that I'm walking through the expo and um, my friends all said you you know you've got to you got to get the plaque with the with the medal and your time and your name and stuff for the first one you got to do it for the first one so that you can have that forever on your wall and stuff and I thought okay you know I'll do that and then as I'm getting ready for the race that morning and I thought well I can't have a horrible time on that plaque it's gonna be there forever so like okay I gotta be under four hours so (laughs) so that was my motivation was not to have a crappy time on my plaque for all of eternity. <laughs> wow. Well, I had, you know, I'm glad I didn't, I don't have friends that encourage me to buy the plaque because <laughs> I did, I did New York City last uh-huh. year. Yeah. And um, I did it as um, a fundraising thing. And that, that to me was like the goal. Yeah. Was to yeah. see, can I raise this money? Yeah. And the time really sort of didn't matter. Right, I right. was like, wait, I'm getting to run through the streets of New York City. Yeah. So I'll use it as kind of like a vacation right. and a tour of the city. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll go nice and easy and run. Um, four hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like well you know what I'll even I'll I got this idea like because I was running fast and I'm like why are you running fast mm-hmm. I was like so slow down so I was like well one way to do this is to walk through the water stations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just thank the volunteers and I'll look around at the neighborhood while I'm walking right. through the water stations and then I'll run to the next water um the water stations are bigger there. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a lot more walking than I thought I would <laughs> So I ended up like, I'm looking and I'm going, oh, well, um, I don't want this to be worse than my first marathon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, that. so that was my thing was I got to come in underneath my first marathon mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. I kept revising my goal as I, as I, I went see. along. So I, I, I will not buy the plaque, but I did beat my first marathon time. <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. That's there. There's the goal right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, it's, you know, for me, I think Boston would be the same thing. I, I'm not going to try to have, I, I will have a... Boston PR. Right, right. If I, exactly. You know, this is my best time that I ever ran Boston mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. if I ever do run Boston. Mm-hmm. It's not a trail marathon, so I don't know if I'll be able to. Yep. Because <laughs> after New York City, I was kind of like, that might be my last road marathon. Well, you know, Boston, certainly, they talk about Heartbreak Hill, and they talk about mm-hmm. the hills in Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't tell you that it's all rollers up until then. So, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, this will be fairly flat. And then I forget that New England is... It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of actual it's, it's not, Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot more rollers uh, than what I had envisioned, but um, it was it was fun. I mean, the there is nowhere else. I'm, I'm sure New York City is probably this way too, but 
just the crowds and the people out there cheering in the absolute pouring rain standing there all day long to cheer for people they don't even know because it's just yeah. it's their race you know it was pretty yeah. neat and new york city is interesting because the the neighborhoods come out to represent mm-hmm. themselves but you do have to get from one neighborhood to another. Oh, okay. So you got to cross six bridges. Oh, yeah. Not a yeah. lot of people cheering on the bridges. Right, I'm sure not, yeah. But, but then once you get into the city, you get a completely different environment. Mm-hmm. You go from the Bronx to Brooklyn, you know, like... Right, yeah. Th- they're not the same. It's almost like running different races, and you're just go running from each one to yeah, the other one. that's you know? neat, yeah. So it was, it was really cool in that way. Um, I think of, like, Boston and Chicago as just one continuous block party, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, pretty like, much, yeah. 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 So yeah. those are interesting to me in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't get a 345 qualifying time. I get a, yeah, I get yeah. a 310. Yeah, yeah. So guys, guys really have I worked my I worked my butt off for a 341, so I'll wait until we level out a little right, bit. Right, right, right. Yeah, it Let pays the, to be old and female is yep. what it is. Well, and, and old and male as well. It, it raises right. kind of higher, you yeah. know. So. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, but So the next thing I, I think you did Ontario Summit, right? Yeah. So yeah. compare and contrast, yeah, right? Like right. Boston. Did you go right from Boston into Ontario Summit? Um, the So it was five days later I, pa- I paced the half marathon at Flower City. Wow. Uh, and okay. then I did Ontario. So you didn't do the whole um, rest one day for every mile you ran, huh? No, yeah, no, I <laughs> that's didn't not, really. That not doesn't so seem much. like your no. style. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to behave for, I behaved for a whole week after my, my, my latest race this summer. So, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I try, I try to, I take it easy and I go slow afterwards, but I, I guess I'm just not, I don't like right. to sit still. So even if I'm out there moving slowly right. or, or doing something, I figure... Kind of listen to my, to my body. If my legs are really bothering me or something's bothering me, I'll yeah. you know dial it back. But but you'll still run, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, probably. That's, that's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. a question, right? <laughs> yeah. So that that's the thing. Like it seems, and and I guess if I were, if I were to kind of summarize this, you went from one point just running to run and mm-hmm. to explore, mm-hmm. and then you got in a few races, but because of the social aspect of the races, but you also kind of figured like you might want to try to run fast. Maybe yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. In certain in certain uh, circumstances, I I can't say that my trail uh, races are ever particularly fast, mm-hmm. uh, but but I, I certainly enjoy them and uh, and uh, and the people and the yeah I mean the aid stations. It's just it's just such a completely different world, you know. Yeah. And did you so when you did Ontario Summit, did you find that? Just because you were running and keeping busy, that was beneficial? Or did you did do you think like you were running so many roads that maybe it was it was a bit of a disadvantage? How how did that work out for you, I guess? Um, I did a lot of hill work um going into Boston because I knew um right, that that yeah. was gonna and you know, and I knew Sega Honda was coming up too, and so I, I had been training trying to get in a lot of hills as well. So um I don't think anyone I ran with was quite prepared. None of us had ever ran run at Ontario Park before, so I don't think we were quite prepared for that one the hill. Gel, yeah. The gel center climb. <laughs> yeah. 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 That that was a bit of a shock. Um that was that was but uh I I had a great time. I don't know that I would go back and do two loops of that, but I'll certainly do the half again. <laughs> so that was and I think you, you and I, there's a few of us uh, that ran Sega Honda mm-hmm. and we're also at Ontario mm-hmm. Summit. Mm-hmm. 
Now I did both fulls. Wow. Um, as you know, wow is exactly what I said. As I'm starting the second loop, I said, "Wow, <laughs> really?" Um, but it's all part of the you know. If I, I'm running my first hundred k this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and I figured that's a way to figure out if I'm ready for a hundred k. Yeah, yeah. And I think you were the one that first. I was mentioning that to you on the run, and you were the first one that said to me like. Oh, it's just like a six-day stop at an aid station. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, you know? Um, and then, so you came off of Sagahunda mm-hmm. and into Ontario Summit for mm-hmm. 13 miles uh, and almost the same amount of climbing mm-hmm. as 26 miles of mm-hmm. Sagahunda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had this Vermont 100 mm-hmm. cage kind of hanging out there, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd committed to it, uh, when did I sign up? Uh, I think it was in January. So I, I decided, usually I've I've been, for the last uh, two years now, I've done the Vermont 50 in September. Okay. And then I thought, well, you know, so I, I, I and I, last year I did Finger Lakes 50, and so I thought, you know, I, I kind of like this 250 milers, you know, one in the spring, summer, one in the, one in the, uh, one in the fall, and so maybe I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep up with that, and then I thought, well, you know, what, well, I wonder if I could go further. So then I thought, well, maybe I'll do a a, a hundred k. But yeah, that was uh, it. With the slippery slope, all started with the first marathon, and then uh, I did Bear Mountain fifty k as my first ultra. In uh, what year was that? I can't remember. I just remember it was May the fourth because we said it was Star Wars Day. So yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was. I can't remember what. And year. so you you've actually kind of worked your way up in the distances. I, I tried That's... to do it um, with some with some uh, forethought and some uh, some. Uh, um, I don't know. Just kind of watching my my ability and my uh, you know just kind of testing the waters and saying okay well I can do a fifty k. Uh, I don't know. Can I do a 50 mile? Well, maybe I'll, you know, I should wait. I'll do a couple more Sega Hondas and maybe, maybe that's a big jump. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I, I was, I, I was really sweating before the first 50 miler. I was, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why I, I don't want to sweat out a 50 miler. So I just skipped it. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's one way to do it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not rethinking the decision. I mean, I've run, Two fifty k's technically mm-hmm. in part of training, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see. You'll be yeah. fine. Gosh, yeah, we'll see. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're working up to Vermont 100, and I'm I'm really interested in the Vermont 100k because I, that's sort of one I've been looking mm-hmm. at since I decided that I'd like to run farther and not faster. Yes. Yes. You know, um, yeah. Right. Once I did that, I started looking at these the races, and I really I've never run anything organized in Vermont, and I would really love to. And so, tell me why I should run the Vermont 100K. Uh, I, you know, I grew up in Vermont, and I saw areas of Vermont that you would never see otherwise. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it really is beautiful, and I, I, I probably should have, um, it should have clicked something with me in my head when uh, Ron had said um, that he thought, was thinking you know he might go back someday but you know he need, needed to do more road training and uh, I thought huh I wonder why he said that because the Vermont 50 is you know just when you've been on these single track trails when you, you can't keep your feet going and you're tripping over stuff 
then you pop out on a dirt road and then you run on a dirt road for a few miles and it's beautiful but it's really really hilly and then you think all right I'm tired of this dirt road thing and then you go back in on a trail and so it's like the kind of the perfect mix but it's sort of it's pretty even the amount of trails versus dirt roads um, Vermont 100 has a lot more dirt roads and I wasn't sure I was going to like that. I, mm. I thought, well, this seems like it's more like a road type of race. Uh, it was so beautiful. Yeah. And running with horses, where else in the world do you get to run with horses? So yeah. it's it's the 100K and the 100 miler for the runners. And then there's a 100 mile, 75 mile, 50 mile horse race. Um, which to me, I thought, well, I'm not sure how that's going to go. But it was really neat. And the 100 wow. mile horse people were about on the, I'm not sure, I think they were the 100 mile, the couple people I talked to were, some of them might have been 75s as well, but they seemed to all go into the veterinary hold stations, uh, at the same time I was going into aid stations, so I'd see the same equestrian folks huh. coming at the same time, wow. and one lady said to me, I feel like we're old friends, <laughs> it's funny, it was really a lot of chatting with the with uh, with the horse folks, so that was really unusual and and very uh, very unique for a race. So I now I like there, it seems like they would be going faster than you. Uh, they they are. They have different start times. Um, okay. So um, and they I'm not sure what their requirements are for how long they have to hold over. Okay. Because uh, they got to let the horses rest. Rest and, and they like check that. heart rates and right. you know they have to eat and all that yeah. kind of stuff and 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 such. But it's. Uh, it really was very um, fascinating and um, just the, all the different people. I mean, sort of like running. You see yeah. different people of all shapes, sizes, ages, everything, and it's the same. With all the, riding horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I know, like, I mean, we encounter horses at Menden occasionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes the horses get a little bit weirded out, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's things that you can do as a trail runner, right? right. You can walk and mm -hmm. you talk to the person on the mm -hmm. horse so that mm -hmm. the horse, right? So there's yeah. things you can do. Do they like give you a big deal when, you know, like a spiel when you're running? They're like, when you come up to a horse that's freaking out, do this or uh, that or? You know, these horses that do these endurance events are really, most of them are absolutely bomb proof. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they really um, are pretty good and, and they, they sort of know the routine. Uh, I think that most of them that have trained for endurance events like this have probably been around a lot of trails and a lot of areas um, before and, and other races. But the um, they, the RD for uh, Vermont 100 did a great job at the um, uh, runners meeting the night before at Packet Pickup where they just went through all of the horse etiquette. You know, like, okay, you know, horses can spook if they don't know, you know, who that they're that you're a human so talk and make make some noise let them know that you're there speak to the horse speak to the to the rider and and um and and let them know you're there and then they know you're not going to be something that's going to jump out of the woods to eat them right. so they know they know people and they know you're not a threat and and they gave some good advice too about horses and you know sensitivity of their eyes that they're much better adapted to running at night than humans oh, are and headlamps. so when you when you take your headlamp and stare at the horse that you're probably not doing the rider or the horse any favors so right. you know to either shield your light or or dim your light or don't look directly at the horse and and, and wow. stuff so they they did a really good job with that i didn't have any um riders pass me that had any qualms in fact every single one of them said 
you know, yelled to me and said, hey, we're coming up behind you. Stay right where you are. You're fine. And, and, as, and, and as you said, they, they've, everybody has chosen to be in this situation, right? Right, right. So that's why I was wondering if it's like, if it's, you said they had different start times, but is this, is it billed as like an event for people and horses and mm-hmm. like, you, you know, there's like mixing and mingling of the groups and things like that they or? can't they all camp um the people who are not local all camp in the same area and the, so and it's the, camping the night before yep yep very cool yep, yeah so that was neat i i didn't camp i my family's about an hour hour and right. 15 minutes away so right. i slept in a real bed and oh. <laughs> did you at least eat oats and and hay no at the i didn't stations? no i didn't darn i should have yeah. <laughs> okay um, and so that that race where um, it runs, you know, it, it's is it a looped course? It's a big clover leaf. So, okay. um, so it's like a big four leaf clover, and the hundred k folks actually chop off one of the clover leaves. So we okay. we come in, and they've done a big whole loop. We come in at like mile I don't know five point six, and they're at like mile forty something. So oh wow, okay. yeah. So we're <laughs> nice. we're just five miles into it, and they're all like. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was good. I, I think we were only actually on a paved road for maybe a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it was all up in up in the uh, dirt roads and the and you know class four roads to people's camps and things like that. Right. So and so this is your this is your first ultra or your first hundred k and it's your first run in your home state right so i did the vermont 50 twice before so yeah keep skipping over those yeah 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 and so um a lot of people talk about the vermont 50 miler versus the vermont 100k and that they're really different yes they're they're like they, they just have the name Vermont in them, and that's yeah. what makes them the same. Right, right, right. So is that is has that been your experience as well? Yes, definitely. I, I think the Vermont 50 cutoff times are a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize this, but someone who's done the Vermont 100 a couple times before had pointed out to me that, you know, they figure out an average of, you know, like, a, I don't know, what is it, 18-minute mile or something like that that you have to maintain in order to finish the 100K. Hello. He apparently does not like. No, apparently not. Us. I know. Um, but um, she pointed out that you know they, that's really set up so that uh, you can maintain that 18-minute mile pace from the beginning. They don't require you to start out faster mm. and then slow as you get right. um, further into the race. So as long as you maintain that base so so you can do eights and then do 28s later right right right, exactly yeah exactly (laughs) however you want to set it up yes so (laughs) that's my twisted branch success plan (laughs) do eight minutes downhill 28 minutes uphill there you go there you go yeah yeah so um and I'm, i'm sure i haven't done the twisted branch course but i'm sure it's uh it's similar that the uh the hills are no joke that you're not usually going anything that's flat you're either going up or down that's exactly all it. Times, you're going yeah. up or down and <laughs> we're just having this debate somehow in my mind I changed it to be 10,000 feet of elevation change in mm-hmm. in 50k and then in 50k again oh okay so I was thinking 20,000 feet of elevation mm-hmm. change it's actually 10,000 total oh um so that's that's I think that's a relief I think right right um and it's a net downhill so I mean there it's, you go so hey 10,000 up 11,000 right? down <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, it's a little, it's a little, um, I've run both halves and you know, uh -huh. there won't be horses. Um, so I don't have that going for me, but, um, Bummer. well, we do have the, it's not flat thing. Going. Yeah, so that's, that's like true. Vermont. That's it's true. Flat. That's true. You're probably more trail than yeah. I was. Yeah. There's only uh, out of the whole hundred K I think there's, and translating, it's actually like 102 K. Mm -hmm. Um, cause the finger likes the way it works. Right. And, right. Um, finger likes trail. I think there's maybe five miles of actual road, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and none of it's really paved. Yeah, it's kind of like the you know um, Adirondack dirt road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was one of the reasons why it got me to sign up mm -hmm. was point to point all trail. Yeah, you know? so yeah, yeah. That'll be really interesting, um, you know. And it's it's three weeks out, so I still got you know plenty of time. Right, right, right. I'm gonna start training soon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't start panicking until the night before, usually. Yeah. That's when it hits me. Yeah. Well, the night before, I'll be sleeping in my car at the park. So there you if go. I have a panic attack in my car, I'll just start it. Yeah, there and you Just drive. Just drive away. That's it. Here's my bib. Somebody yeah, else can that's use right. it. But, mm. I, you know, for me, the, I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't. So, what kind of things were you nervous about going into your, your first 100K? I just, you know, I, I ran a 31-mile training run and felt really great and thought, you know, oh, this is great, you know, I just did 31 miles, that's the most I've ever run in a non-race, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, I feel awesome. And then all of a sudden it hit me, holy cow, I have to go twice as far on race day. Like, I, do I feel that I could, do I feel twice as good, you know, <laughs> like, Am I going to be able to hold out for doing that exactly? If, if I started the day over and did that again, how's that going to go? You know, so I got a little paranoid about that. And then I did another run, you know, the, I did a, the back-to-back -back long run. And I kept thinking, I really hope that this is equivalent, you know, that this is going to pan out for me. You always have that, that little mm -hmm. thing in the back of your brain of, you know, like, okay, I'm following this training plan and I know I need to trust my training, but what if... <laughs> Yeah, trust yeah. the training, yeah. but at the same time, so I did the second half in seven hours and 45 minutes, mm -hmm. and did the first half in eight hours. Mm -hmm. So that's 16 hours, mm -hmm. but I had a lot of time to rest. Yeah, right, <laughs> and, right. Right? And right. so, like, you know, that, I mean, that's what I wonder about. I go, well, and everybody goes, you're fine, you're trained, you're in mm -hmm. the best shape mm -hmm. of your life. And right, I'm like, right. yeah. I know that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I trust the training mm -hmm. and I'm like, but I get, I get sleepy after being awake for 12 hours. Right. You that know? was, my, that was my biggest thing. And I, I have, I had always said, I will never do a hundred miler because I get cranky and I couldn't be up for, you know, 24, 36 hours. I, I'd be really grouchy. Um, so yeah, now it's interesting how your perspective on things changes when you think, well, hey, Hmm, I wonder if I could do that. <laughs> so, so there you go. See, so now you can ask the questions. Can you do a hundred miler? You know, I think I, I've talked to a few people who have done multiples, um, and and people who are not the you know the crazy screaming fast folks who finish you know mm -hmm. fifth in the overall uh, in the race and and, <laughs> and that type of thing, <laughs> like the like the folks that we know. Um, yeah, well, he he was a seventy miler and yeah, he finished oh fifth gosh. overall. That's just but and he went, to you me. know, and so that's that's interesting, right? To step up from 100k to a 70, right? Instead of 100k to 100, right? And that, I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, so I I had a friend who who said, you know, well, I've done Sega Honda. I think I'm going to go for 100k, and I 
I said, this isn't like going from a, you know, like a 5K to a 10K. Like, this this is a, that's a big span, you know, and yeah. that's sort of why I went, yeah, I could probably skip the 50K and maybe try for, train for a 50 miler, but I think I want that 50K, you know, security. Okay, well, I, I, okay, I can do a 50K. All right, now can I do a 50 miler? And I'll, I'll go up in, in increments, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, it, it's still, it's, it's amazing because somebody said, oh, you should just go for it, go for it. I mean, what's another 38 miles? <laughs> yeah, it's an, another, more than another marathon. That's another 12 hours. I know, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't really want to take that lightly, but um, it was interesting because of how the Vermont 100K comes into the 100 miler to get to see people at all stages of oh, their right. race and yeah, how because of the clover leaf right idea, right. right so you know I, I i could see some of the folks that were finishing um you know fairly quickly for a hundred miler um and how they were how they were looking um there was one poor guy who ran every downhill and you know I, when i came upon him he must have been maybe at the halfway point he ran all of the downhills backwards because his quads were so shot at that point. And I think, oh my, that's, mm -hmm. you know, what, what happened? You know, I don't, I don't want to be that person. How do I not be that? You know, I don't want to, I can't imagine the thought, that daunting thought of having 50 more miles ahead of you when your legs are just cooked. <laughs> yes. And uh, that, you know. That's the interesting piece because you go, well, I, I'll walk it. Right. right? And you're right. like, there's no way. I do not want to walk 30 miles. Right, right. Like, this is not what I do. No. I've never gone for a 30-mile walk. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's silly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so, but but did you have concerns, like, so outside of that, like, I've never gone that far. Um, I might not want to be awake that long. Did you have concerns of, like, food or things you've done 50 milers so you figure that out already, i have right? yeah i i my you know honestly I, I had the food thing figured out um my thing that i struggle with all the time which is also another reason why vermont was the first i i toyed with vermont or twisted branch to be my first 100k and i looked at not the elevation but the terrain breakdown mm. And I am the queen of blisters. And if anybody can oh. tell me how not mm. to be one giant foot blister at the end of a race, um, I will give them everything I have. I, I, got, I got a guy named uh, Mike Weldon. I'll hook yeah, you up with him. Man. <laughs> I have tried powders. Mike. I've tried body glide. I've tried this trail toes that's essentially like mm. petroleum jelly and beeswax. Mm. I've every sock that exists, every type of shoe, I, I am... I have not found that magic combination yet. So. Well, Mike nearly lost his the skin off the bottom of his feet running Burning <sighs> River, so we we won't connect you with Mike. Yeah, it's really just a joke. But, Yikes! Oh. You know, I um yeah, it, it's a very it's very interesting. We all we all say we're all individuals, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all get our our problem. Mm -hmm. You know, right. somebody somebody just gets like instant chafing on their underarm yeah right and, like right you go underarms like you never thought that that was your right. misery yeah right, right. yeah exactly you know? yeah and yep. then so feet feet are rather important yeah you know yeah. and so did you come out of vermont hundred feeling like you you might have put a dent in the foot problem or um i have again once again discovered things not to do okay um, well. yeah so i i thought i had i had tried in multiple um training runs you know certain 
combinations and thought I had it in the bag. I thought it was golden and I was gonna, I was so prepared and, and I had drop, every single one of my drop bags had a spare pair of socks and, uh, and you know, all kinds of foot powders <laughs> and body glides and moleskins and this and that. Oh, I did, I did. Every single um, drop bag had all of that stuff in it. And uh, um, 10 to 12 miles into the race, on race morning, we had um, the get your arc ready type of oh. rain that just, I happened to be on a trail section that was going um, <laughs> at a incredibly steep incline and the water was pouring down so quickly that it was like oh. a rushing river going up your legs and I thought, well, so there goes keeping the feet dry for as long as possible. Yeah, so, right. Um, yeah, that, ah. that sort of blew that theory and then I thought, well, you know, do I just, if I come out of this, do I just go into the next aid station and change my socks and hope for the best or mm -hmm. or do I, I, I tough it out because you know after my next aid station was probably I don't know they're they're no more than five miles apart in Vermont which is also nice so I, I think I had like you know three and a half miles to go and and my feet still felt pretty good so I thought well you know maybe I won't do it this this station and and uh, it really, the, um, the powder that I used, unbeknownst to me, when it got that wet, um, when it dried, turned into like little rocks oh, that no. were under my toes. And so that sort of caused a lot of <laughs> issues of its own. So, yeah. So when I did change my socks at, at the aid station after that, my feet were already pretty trashed. Already, already too late. Yeah. And, so. and you only got 40 more miles left. Right. You know, point. hey, so yeah, yeah. I think I only had 35 at that point because oh, okay. it, it was this aid station <laughs> after. So, oh, well, um, just, that, a, just a walk in the park. Right, right, right. And then I did change my socks at, you know, with uh, 12 and a half miles to go as well. And I, I didn't want to because I was afraid if they looked at the way right. my feet looked that I was going to freak out and not want to go any right. further. Um, because I did that at Vermont 50 the first year. I had horrible blisters. I could feel them two miles from the end. I misstepped off of a, uh, a rock and I caught the back of my heel and I just felt the blister tear. Oh. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do now? Mm. And I, and I, so I'm trying to run on my toes on that foot and I thought, I'm gonna hurt something. I can't yeah. do this. I just gotta. I just gotta gut it out. Yeah. And so the first, you know, 50 feet was agony. And then I just. I think you just kind of get numb to it. But when I took my shoes off, I pretty much. I, I should compare notes with Mike because I lost the whole back of my heel. Had uh, just like yeah. torn off, and I couldn't wear shoes for three weeks. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The maceration. Yeah. Mike. Um. Yeah. Mike wore. Um, plastic bags with honey in them on his feet uh -huh. afterwards oh uh, like and they, and they healed up yeah. pretty quickly yeah yeah but honey's yeah. pretty amazing yeah, yeah yeah honey's the real deal it is. um i would never thought like wrap your feet in plastic because i would think air them out right right dry them but out yeah no mm -hmm. he got he got the right advice good and, uh, so bags of honey right I mean, that's not prevention. Right, right, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd like prevention. And Have not... you tried running on your hands? Yeah, that might work. <laughs> that would work. I could try that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not tremendously coordinated, as I mentioned before, so that, I don't know how that would work. Wow, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, so that's my biggest reservation, I think. My legs felt great at the end of Vermont 100. I honestly came into the finish line on a total high, and the fact that the race director was still there from Friday to Sunday morning, and she had been there the entire time, just, you know, and cheered us all into the finish line and, you know, personally handed me my my little Mm. trucker hat that they gave us all at the finish, you know, was pretty pretty amazing but that that's that's you know by far my biggest reservation is uh is is the feet thing i really got to figure that out before i move to the hundred yeah, yeah yeah which i'm i hope i can kind of that's my goal for this year is is, is figure out the the feet i got vermont 50 in september i'm hoping that that might uh yeah i'm hoping for a really dry august 29th yeah like yeah bone dry yes you know I, i'll be so happy to just be like oh i gotta drink more water it's right dry. right you know but, right um that that's sort of my concern as well um especially with the way that the course goes mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of what you're pretty sure are creek beds you right, know like right. <laughs> so yeah um so then vermont vermont 50 is another so this year you will have done um sega honda Mm-hmm. Boston, mm-hmm. Um, an Ontario Summit half, mm-hmm. a Flower City half, mm-hmm. um, Vermont 100K. Did you do anything in between um, Ontario Summit and No, Vermont? I think I just trained, yeah. No, oh, well, no how hey. boring, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Jeez, was that like, that's eight weeks, you did nothing, <laughs> yeah, six no. weeks? I know, yeah. Um, yeah. And then so August, you got you got August just getting ready for recovery and getting ready for Vermont 50? Yep, yep, yep. Then you go into Vermont 50. Oh, wait, once I heard that there's a pretty big party after Vermont 100K. Is that true? Like There is. There is. They they do um there's a there's a barbecue going on from the time I think that the the 100 milers are are start coming in until uh, until the end and then they have a huge awards ceremony at 11 o'clock the next day. So I got in at like 12:30 at night. Mm-hmm. Um so I actually drove home, slept a little bit cleaned up and then drove back you, and, you totally uh, did this like a local i did i did <laughs> it was kind of nice yeah <laughs> so I, and then i just came back over it and hung out and, and my mom came with me too to the to the awards and and that was fun my mom you know this is the first time she she's come to see me do you know little tiny races and stuff but never anything she she's she's seen me at the finish line of the uh vermont 50 as well but the uh, the hundred k was even more pronounced because you know everybody had had several hours after they had finished the race to kind of for, you know rigor mortis to set in. So uh, as they're calling people's names to come up and get their uh, their coaster or their belt buckle, depending upon when they finished the the they had to slow the awards ceremony down because it was taking people so long to walk to the front of the tent to get their stuff that they were having a bottleneck of well, wait which group were you again oh and, and stuff. And my mom said. I've never seen people moving so slowly. Is this common? <laughs> like, yeah, this is what the day after looks like. Uh. This is this is the carnage. Yeah, so um, that was that was interesting. Uh, it was it was funny the the day we were doing. I you know I chatting with always with strangers at these races and you know just kind of getting to know people from different areas. There was a guy who had tried to do um, Vermont the year before. He didn't realize it was going to be hilly. He didn't bring a headlamp because he thought he could get done before it got dark. Um, the the hundred k starts at nine a.m., so I think the record at that point there was a new record set this year. The record last year 
still held at 11 hours and something. Um, so for the 100K, so he didn't bring a headlamp, um, you know, and he went out way too fast, so he said his quads were shot. So he quit at mile, I think, 40-something, he said. So this year he was back, and he was going to, he was going to, you know, it was a vendetta now. He, he mm -hmm. was going to get his, his uh, just desserts on this course, and he um, realized on race morning that he forgot his shoes. <laughs> He's fast, but he's not much of a planner, huh? <laughs> he's, he's, and, and so he actually borrowed a pair of shoes from some guy that was camping who were his old, worn-out shoes, and he went from a pretty significant heel-toe, like heel-drop, to a minimalist shoe and ran 100K. And I thought, this guy is going to, he's going to die. He's going to end up mm -hmm. with, you know, some torn Achilles or you know something mm -hmm. bad is gonna happen and I saw him at the award ceremony he's like oh it was great those shoes were so comfortable I didn't even get a blister and I'm thinking uh. <laughs> this is wrong <laughs> not that I wanted him to fail but gosh how his, did you not even get a blister that's not fair <laughs> his uppins will come know, his uppins will come but that was just I mean just amazing so yeah definitely the uh, the running gods were smiling on him <laughs> but wow holy cow yeah so it's, it's always interesting to hear uh, people's stories and why they're there and if they're there for the first time or if they're back again and and uh, yeah so it was it was it was certainly a uh, certainly an experience so then you'll be that you'll be the old-timer veteran right. at the Vermont 50 <laughs> now right. right you'll be that's like right. back when I did this race yeah, the first time that's right that's right exactly yeah that one that one they actually last year um, I had done my Boston qualifier about less than three weeks before um, the Vermont 50. I do not recommend that. Do not do no. not do that. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I was going to say Presque Isle is in September. Yes, yes, yeah. So I I, I was um, less than three weeks and did the Vermont 50, um, which you know I thought running around town, but my legs felt fine until <laughs> we started going up and down those hills, and I quickly realized that I was not as recovered as I thought I was from pounding on the roads and going faster than I had ever gone before so um, that was not the best uh, strategy I wouldn't recommend that um, <laughs> but uh, they, they actually screwed up the cutoff times at the at the aid stations and so you know I was like an hour and a half ahead of the cut times the entire time and I'm thinking wow this is going really really well got to the last aid station which is a, less than three miles from the finish line but you have to go up and over the backside of what is Mount Escutney, the, the, the ski resort. So you're going from someone's house through their yard up the field and up and over the mountain and then you switch back down the ski resort to the finish line. And I got to the to the last aid station and they said, uh, um, I said, oh great, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 45 minutes to an hour under the cut time. And they said, um, yeah, but you, we made a mistake and so theoretically you have to get over the mountain in less than um, I think it was 25 minutes I had to get over the mountain so I said I have to do like less than 10 mm -hmm. minute miles to um, to to get there you know I, I have to yeah what <laughs> you know this is the last three uh, yeah. miles Hi. of a, uh, <laughs> a 50 miler and you made a mistake like what in the world how does that happen 
I'm not real sure what happened there. But, um, but all the other eight stations, so the last stage station had its act together. They right? did, they did, yeah. And I guess nobody else, you know, the, each individual aid station is sort of run by different groups, and I think they probably were a little independent and didn't realize. So was it, was it you had 25 minutes to, to finish? To like, finish, to finish. Which, you know, I didn't have an actual watch on, so I knew right. how long I had been running for. Right. But I didn't know what time of day it was. And right. so I was a little... Uh, um, I ran the fastest three miles I have ever run in my life. I made it with five minutes to spare. But wow. then they actually said, you know, well, we can't cut anybody. If they are told they have 45 minutes, they have 45 right. minutes. So but that's they let people awesome. go for 12 and a half hours. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was... I was... I'm like, I am not going to get pulled before. Right. So <laughs> you mentioned finishing. you mentioned you didn't have a watch. Do you run regularly without a watch? I run with my GPS watch just so that I have the, um, you know, if I'm when I'm walking those big hills that I don't end up averaging right. slower than what I think I'm, you know, right. should be. So but you I, don't look at the time of day or no, anything. You just have no. like, do you do like lap pace or? I, I do. I have it set for lap pace so that okay. when I'm um, looking yep. at it, I'm not, I don't have too, too many miles that are going too slowly. But yeah. I did start this, uh, from Vermont 100, I did actually wear my regular watch on my other arm yeah. because the cut times were listed as, you know, like 12, 15, you right. know, 1, 15, 3, 15. And so you I wanted want to, to know. You want to be doing the math. Right. Exa- yeah, I'm not so good <laughs> at, at the maths at that, uh, at that uh, point. So, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, that's my plan is um, for Twisted is to have um, lap pace and heart rate, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. Just yep. those two things, mm-hmm. and just go. I think I think you're going you're gonna to be fine. And and I might not even do lap pace. I might just do heart rate. But mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about the I'm, – I'm a little concerned about the cutoff time, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. It's all an experiment. Yes, yeah. And that's what I said. You know, I, I told everybody, they said, well, you know, what's your, what's your goal for today? I said – finish under the cut time you know I'm, and they mm-hmm. said well you know don't you want to see if you can break such and such a time I said not for my first one I I'm gonna get my money's worth out of this. yeah <laughs> get every dollar's worth yeah that's right so that's was... cool that <laughs> no it's a weed whacker oh great nice yeah <laughs> he's gonna be here a while <laughs> good <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a good thing we've come up to uh, September then. Right, huh? right, it is, yes. <laughs> um, and then, so you're going to go back to Boston? Uh, yeah, that's the plan, yes. And yes. lollygag and stroll, or? Um, I don't know. If the weather's better, I might see what I can do. You know, my, my uh, since I'm getting older by the minute here. Um, sorry my, uh, about no, that. no, no, no. <laughs> sorry. No, no. <laughs> I just feel that way sometimes. Not it has nothing to do with this. Um, I this uh, the following year for Boston, I will get an extra ten minutes on my qualifying time. Yeah. So when I run um, this year, I can uh, I, qualify I, again. Right, I might you're, be able to requalify for Boston at Boston. So you're really torn between the whole speed versus experience thing. I, I am. I am. Yeah. There's there's I, there's like this this the, uh, these two worlds kind of. <laughs> And, and, but, you know, it's funny because when I'm training for a road race, I still do, like, Thursdays and Sundays on trails always just to yeah. kind of to break things up, to give my legs a break, to, to vary my terrain and that kind of thing. But when I'm doing a lot of road running, gosh, I miss the trails. You know, I just, it really, it, 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 uh, it's hard for me to not say, well, you know, forget it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go play on the trails today. So, yep. um, 
I know which is the stronger pull, so I, I know where, where my priorities lie. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, that guy's not going to go anywhere. No, so. I guess not. Well, maybe he's trying to tell us something. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I think Bambi's story emphasizes the critical role of peer pressure. <laughs> um, the importance of our friends and helping us runners reach our goals. We really couldn't, and uh, sometimes wouldn't, uh, do it without them. And if anyone has any tips for Bambi and her little feces, please send them along. I'd be happy to package them all up and send them to her. Maybe you could have the one miracle solution. But uh, that's not the contest that I mentioned earlier. And about that contest, so the rules are pretty simple. It's really all about getting the word out. Uh, liking the Facebook page will get you one entry into the contest. But if you've already liked the page, don't worry, because sharing the Facebook page will get you two entries. Writing an iTunes review will get you three entries. And if you find other creative ways to share the podcast with your friends, you know, like body paint, banners, skywriting, those are, those are all acceptable forms of entry. Uh, let me know about those via the feedback form, and those will also get you three entries into the contest. You know what? Instead of that feedback form, actually, you can just share your creative way uh, on our Facebook page. We love pictures. Take pictures of the way that you shared the podcast um, or tell the story um, that would be, I think, much better than the feedback form. And this way, all of our listeners and, I guess, um, readers will get to see your creativity and enthusiasm firsthand. We'll run the contest for two weeks, and on September 14th, I'll assign uh, each entry a number, and I'll use random.org to determine the winner. You can enter uh, as many times as you'd like. So get out there and start sharing. Now, the rules for actually getting into the race are the same as if you were to sign up on your own. So all the stuff with the waiver form and everything, it's just you're not going to pay. Um, with one minor exception, you'll have to agree to be a guest on the show after you run the race. I know, pretty pretty sneaky way, right, of getting guests. Um, after all, you know, though, everyone's going to want to hear your story. So... Um, that's, that's the only little caveat to this whole entry thing. Um, but with that, uh, let's wrap up episode 10. Um, thank you all for listening and sharing this show with your friends. I continue to get kind words and excellent feedback on how to improve it. Uh, catch us on the internet at runningincideoutpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet feedback to at run inside out or use the feedback form on the website and again feel free to rate the show on itunes most importantly get out there and keep creating new running stories and remember be thankful for what you've been given be proud of what you've achieved and let go of what you lost see you out there